Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, June 8, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Much of the same as we had yesterday. Let's start with the daily chart. And let's start with what's jumping off the page or what the obvious is. And the obvious is they're continuing to do the thing we discussed. They're making a bullish, flaggish kind of pattern going back and forth, eating time off the clock, winding the market back up for another move. The energy will be released in one direction or another when they're finished eating time off the clock. We know that this is a bullish move as long as they stay above the breakup candle low from here. This daily chart comes in at 423.95 to be exact. As long as that's going on, this is a bullish eating time off the clock type of situation where the energy is likely to be released in the upward direction. If they do the other thing and they come down below the breakup candle low, then it opens the door for the gap and some other stuff. And then obviously the 20 period moving average or home base comes into view. Now you might want to pay attention to the next part because I'm going to give out some important numbers. Next week, there's going to be a lot of activity. We have a lot of stuff on the books for next week. We have the Fed. So we've got an interest rate decision. We call it Kabuki Theater. That's going to be a Tuesday meeting, Wednesday meeting, and then a culmination press conference interest rate announcement on Wednesday. We have CPI, we have PPI, we have options expiration, regular way options, and quadruple witching options expiration. It is the quarterly options expiration, the end of June. We have a futures contract roll coming up. What does that mean? That means specifically that Weird stuff happens around the roll. You throw all these things into the bucket, take a huge spoon and stir it all together. And what you're going to come out with on the other side is a whole lot of volatility expected next week. Now, that doesn't mean the market's going to move down all week. What I'm saying is the market's going to move likely in both directions. But what if it moves up? Where are they going? That's the number you need. What is the next big time overhead resistance place? I would put this one on a sticky note, 435, it's a give or take. It's also a spike the former high and drop them back down in the other direction type of situation. There's what we call, believe it or not, some unfinished business up there around 435. It's not a gap or anything. Don't be looking for a gap. We'll just call it unfinished business. And once again, if they drop them, we know this is our first line of what we call defense. That would be defense for the bulls. It's basically, in a roundabout way, all we've got and all we need to know for the time being on the spiders. Basically, bottom line is, they're going to move them next week. What about inside the numbers? What do we got going on in there today? What I'm going to let you do is read the notes, pause the video, double-check the work back on the charts. We're going to point out a few important things. It was a grinding, sleeper, paint dry, not a trader's kind of tape, not enough volatility most of the day for a trader's kind of tape. We had a couple of things going on in the live room today. 
We had some traders that took some trades, but there wasn't anything like a bonanza like we had yesterday. But we take what the market gives us. Some days are a bonanza. Some days are quiet. Some days are a mediocre day. And either way, we get our pound of flesh just about each and every day on average. We had an important place today, 427.50. You'll recognize that from yesterday. If price was to get above that, 428.40 was the next target. If price were to get below this, 525.50 is the next target. Here's your first visual. 427.50 is the horizontal line running across the screen. And you can see here in the morning session, by the way, right of the vertical is today's activity. This was, in fact, the pivot, and the pivot is generally overhead resistance if they're coming from below or support if they're coming from above. We had some traders short the pivot. That was scalp-worthy, few points, five points, six points, something like that. Above the pivot, they do what? They head toward 428.40. Now, this is a good learning opportunity. See how they came up short here? They came up short here, and they basically ate time off the clock underneath 428.40. Well, since they didn't hit it and pulled back, so therefore it becomes less overhead resistance and more of they're eating time off the clock to bust through and go to the next number. Well, what was the next number? You're simply getting into the former high area. You have our 618 retrace. We talked about ad nauseum, 429.61. They got close today. They didn't hit it. But basically getting up near the highs that's all they're doing. They're getting up near the highs. That doesn't mean there's a trade there. That just means this is what's happening. These are the numbers. Just having the numbers don't always mean there's a trade to get up there or to get down there. It starts with having the numbers. It's a different thing between analyzing the market and putting a trade on based on the analysis. There's not always a trade 100% of the time based on the analysis. The market's like a store. The store's open from 9 o'clock in the morning till 8 o'clock at night. You don't have to be in the store shopping all day long. You go there, you get what you need, you get out. The market's open from 9.30 to 4 Eastern time. You get what you need during the morning rush when there's participation in the market. And I'm specifically speaking to day traders. You get what you need while the activity's there. You get out, you go about your business. You don't have to watch the market all day long. There doesn't have to be a trade at 2.30 in the afternoon. If you got your pound of flesh in the morning and you treat it as a morning business, you take a win two or three and you go about your business, you don't need any more. What I'm trying to do for members of the live room is rewire the brain to think about the market in the proper terms. It's a vehicle to extract money from. Nothing more, nothing less. All the noise and the news events and the media and the excuses for why this is moving that and that's moving this, all that is just noise. It's intraday noise. It's a vehicle to make money. It's a hit and run type of business in terms of day trading. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. So you'll see here at 9 o'clock, what I'm saying is, Above 427.50, there's your target. We already talked about that. And if they drop them, I'm looking for 425.50. Here's a 10-minute chart. There's your 425.50, the lower line. They came up short. They made a low of 425.82. Turn around, went back in the other direction. 
This was the trade. They didn't give it to us at my number. They gave it with a spike of yesterday's low from right here in between my number and yesterday's low turned around, ripped it back up in the other direction. Did we have some traders that bought that spike of the former low? Sure, we had a few, but my number today was 425.50, and they didn't give it to me. They started going higher, and the market started floating, and that's basically the way the morning unfolded. But we had some stocks on the move and whatnot. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. It's all in here, everything you need whether you were trading it actively or just researching, looking, doing whatever, all the information's here. You just need to double-check the work to prove it to yourself. Healthy little list of stocks on the move this morning. Out of the six on the board, only two hit their entry objectives. Those are the ones we'll take a look at. The other four are off the board. So the first two is what we will look at, HCP and SMAR. about HCP? Down 25 26% today, whatever it was. 25 45 that's quite the haircut. How do you pick out a number when a stock's down 25% within pennies? Doesn't happen every time, but it happens more than it doesn't happen. 25 45 they spiked it by a few pennies, turned around, ripped it back up in the other direction. 26.98 is the high just minutes later. That's basically a buck and a half in minutes on a $25 stock. That's pretty darn good. We had participation in the live room. We had traders make money on this. Specifically, one in particular I remember was in for a couple of grand profit on HCP. Smart Sheet, S-M-A-R, another haircut at the opening bell. 39.67 was the number. They went back and forth, back and forth, spike below, get back above. They basically trended here all day long. Had a cup of coffee, ate time off the clock. As you can see, the numbers work. They just didn't give you a tremendous trade out of it, but the numbers work nonetheless. What's going on over in Camp IWM? You'll see two numbers on the board. We had them here last night. I upped the higher number just by a little bit. Bottom end of the range, 188.18. Top end of the range, 190.30. It's a give or take. That's the area where they should find overhead resistance. If they're going to do it, maybe they do it tomorrow. However, they can certainly do it next week. They can spike 190 during a melee next week. But that's the resistance zone that I'm putting on the board. If I were you, I'd put it on a sticky note if you're interested in Camp IWM. It's a target and overhead resistance. And remember, when you go to the weekly chart, we'll do this one more time. This was the energy being released from the breakout of the top end of the range. Here's the range. They go to the top, they come down to the bottom. They go to the top. If they break out, energy gets released in this direction. If they break down, the same energy gets released in the southern direction. They broke out, and look how fast this is taking place. In less than two weeks or about a week and a half, you're almost to the breakdown candle high, or at least you're in the high portion of the breakdown candle. Now, one might say, well, how come your resistance area isn't the top of the breakdown candle? The top of the breakdown candle is important, but my numbers come from other things, and I have specific numbers in this case that come in short of the breakdown candle high with the full and complete understanding that they can spike my numbers and they can get to the high of the breakdown candle. The high, for example, is 191.74. It's not that far away. That can all happen in the same day if the market is in one of those risk-off rally mode situations. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, they were flat today. 
But look where they are. So here's a breakdown candle high, and you can see what happened. The high is specifically 14,375. It's two cents short of that. What was the close yesterday? 14,406. The point is, they closed above it. Closed above it today. That's a bullish signal. Doesn't mean they're guaranteed to stay above it. What it means is, that's the market's way of giving you feedback. When you see that, the feedback, and it's not right 100% of the time, but we use the 80-20 rule, the majority of time, when you see a close above a big-time breakdown candle high, not just once, but twice in a row, that's an excuse for the market to run higher. That's a hint that Mrs. Market is telling you something. There's a gap above. They filled that today. And your weekly chart, you can see what's going on here. So you look at the weekly and you say, all right, well, what's just going on here from the bigger picture? Here's your 100-period moving average. They've been eating time off the clock underneath the 100-period moving average. So the fact that they're coiled up, just like the IWM was, they're either going to do this or they're going to do this. They're going to do one of the two things. They're coiled up. They're going to release the energy from going back and forth all this time. This is a weekly chart. This is like three months of activity. So the energy is going to be released. They're hovering underneath the 100. If they pop above, what's going to happen? they're going to be released in the upward direction. Maybe it's being released right now in the upward direction. We take the market at face value. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck, quacks like a duck, all that stuff. It's a duck until proven otherwise. We don't use things like, yeah, but Joe Schmo said this, and therefore, because the market's doing this, and the other market, nine things removed, seven derivatives of the S&P is doing this, and therefore, this might happen next Tuesday. We don't do any of that stuff. Copper's doing this, natural gas is doing this, the bond market's doing that, oil's doing this, therefore the S&P has to do this by next Wednesday. We're not doing that. Markets are not correlated. We treat each chart independent of one another. We can take cues. We use some as leading indicators. For example, my two favorite are IWM and the transports, and that's fine, but we don't say because this is happening, it means this. It doesn't mean anything. It's what's happening on this chart. Now, take that a step further and you say, well, hold on a second. If the transports are screaming to the upside, is it likely or unlikely that the S&P would be absolutely collapsing to the downside? And it's unlikely. When you get big moves, everything kind of goes together. It's all the same market. The rising tide lifts all boats, all that stuff. If everything's getting killed, everything's getting killed. If everything's getting a rally risk-off day, everything's getting a rally risk-off day with minor exception on both sides along the way. What about the Q people? Again, above all the moving averages, just bantering back and forth, eating some time off the clock, came down a little bit yesterday, right back up today. There's nothing wrong on this particular chart. They're just not letting themselves get too far from home base. What's home base? 20 period moving average, they eat some time off the clock, home base creeps up a little bit, and then they kind of reset the tape, if you will. Kind of like Camp IWM, I expect 359.35, probably 360. My exact number is 359.35. They spike it, they go to 360, a big fat round number. Therefore, that general area should be overhead resistance. Put it on a sticky note. Anything material happen with the financials today? Pretty much not. They just went sideways. We're not going to read anything into it. No change from yesterday. We'll just leave it alone. 
about Smash Mouth. Well, Smash Mouth's eating time off the clock. That's it. Same routine as the spider. They made a high a few days before the spider pulled back a little bit, and they're just eating time off the clock as long as they stay inside this last breakup candle. If they get below it, they fill the gap. They get below that. You got the 20-period moving average. We talked about this a few times, and the net-net is no change. We just read the tape. If there's no change, there's no change. We never impose our own biases or will on the market. We just read the tape. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. And when the market does something that looks like it could be an opportunity, we may take action. Other than that, we're just analyzing until we see what we like in order to take action. And with that, I'll ask you, do you have any idea how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.